0: Can't be angry or sad with banjo music. It that
1: makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> puts a smile on everybody's face. <laughs> so, welcome back to the Soybean Aphid Podcast. I'm Dr. Matt O'Neill. Sitting very close to the microphone with me <laughs> is Dr. Aaron Hodson. How are you doing?
1: Pretty good. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Today is June 25th, 2010. We are on a Friday, recapping the events in the world of soybean aphids. So, what do we have to say about that? What did you see this week?
1: Well, I've been hearing a little bit more activity with people finding soybean aphid since the last time we had a podcast, including places like Waterloo, Webster City, around the Nashua Research Farm, and around Ames.
0: So these are pretty... uh, Far apart. Waterloo is.
1: uh, It's east of here.
0: East, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nashua is northeast, Mm -hmm. fairly far north. Um, Yeah, so. um, And what are you hearing in terms of the numbers of aphids and the number of plants that have aphids?
1: Yeah, these are people that are looking very hard for aphids. And so they're finding just a few plants that have just a few aphids on them. And so the incidence would be probably less than. 2-3% mm. and then the number of aphids per plant is is about around 10 to 20 but so and, far very low.
0: Yeah we've seen in uh, some of the work around Ames where we're intensively surveying uh, soybean fields and sampling for aphids as mm. they fly um, very few aphids I think out of the the 10 fields that we visited and these are farmer fields and we go to multiple locations in the field and look at multiple plants all told we had one plant yeah. that had aphids and it was like fourteen on the on the one plant,
1: yeah, I think maybe some of the the weather that we've been having all of the water and the rain has really tapered down the growth that they could be having at this time, so it's it's, it's kept them in check, I think the last couple of weeks
0: and this is from my experience over the last four or five years, this is fairly typical. Okay. We always find soybean aphids in June mm-hmm. and it's usually maybe one plant, Mm -hmm. Uh, and for the next couple weeks we're going to see slow growth, you know, as these colonies start to build and sort of spread, and, you know, if the past is any indication of what we'll see this year, we probably won't see aphid populations really build up until late July.
1: Okay. Yeah, and for those of you out there who are familiar with the aphid section trapping network that goes on in the north central region, They haven't detected any soybean aphid in the Iowa traps yet, and so that's an indication that the long-distance movement between counties or between states really hasn't started yet either. So it's real short-distance movement between fields right now.
0: So, kind of quiet, um, but uh, we're keeping busy with all our research and going out and uh, scouting, and in some cases, we artificially infest, so we've got quite a bit going on. So do you. Uh, with your extension. Uh, What's going on uh, in the world of uh, field crop extension entomology? Where are your upcoming gigs? (laughs) Well,
1: my my first field day of the year was yesterday at the Crawfordsville Research Farm. And I have a field day next week at Sutherland. And there's also a couple of really good, thorough, two-day diagnostic clinics at the field farm near Ames. And there's a diagnostic clinic on the 12th and the 13th of July. And then a more intensive management clinic on the 14th and 15th of July.
0: Wow. So um, these would be events where growers, uh, scouts, co-op employees Mm -hmm. could come and learn about...
1: All kinds of things. It's more than just insects. You get weeds, plant disease, fertility, nutrition, everything.
0: Where would they go to find more information about this?
1: So if, if you go to the Iowa State website and you type in AEP, or the Agribusiness Education Program, in the search tool, you'll be able to go right to the website and register online. Great.
0: And um, these are held uh, where? Where's the?
1: They're at the field, so Field Education Extension Laboratory. It's actually in, uh, quite close to Boone.
0: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, been out there. We have uh, some research going on there for soybean aphids as well as for corn insect pests and agronomy issues so it's a it really is a a fantastic facility uh one of the few of its kind you know that's uh devoted pretty much solely to field crop uh, demonstrations yep Mm -hmm.
1: and education Yep.
0: uh what else to talk about uh other than those big events um Anything else to be thinking about, maybe outside of the world of soybean aphids?
1: Well, I I did want to mention, for those of you who had trouble getting uh, a post-emergence weed application in, I've had quite a few people ask me about, now's a good time to take care of the weeds, Um, should they think about tank mixing a herbicide with an insecticide as an insurance? And some agribusiness are even offering uh, 60-day guarantees of of aphid-free activity, and I think Matt and I would both agree that tank mixing in general is not a good idea but especially at this time of the year when the insects especially aphids are almost non-existent or probably not even there. So um I would discourage a tank mix especially at this time for soybean. Yeah.
0: I think our research has shown um that yeah, preventative practices like a tank mix of a any insecticide with say a passive Roundup in beans um, has limited value, uh, in part because um, you know if the pest isn't there, it's not doing you any good, and, mm-hmm. and not, and there will be years for uh, many of the soybean growers in the Midwest where they won't need an insecticide. Um,
1: right.
0: So there's sp- inputs being purchased that aren't necessarily needed, and then the other thing, and we have a limited data set on this, but it, the data that we do have suggests that. Um, Spraying those insecticides, which are broad-spectrum insecticides, uh, kill the beneficial insects that are in those fields, and many of those are predators feeding on aphids. And um, we've heard reports from growers, and we've seen this to some extent in our research plots, there, where those early applications of insecticides in June and to some extent in July uh, result in aphid populations that are higher later in the season because the aphid Eventually arrived in a field where there wasn't a, a, as robust a community of predators that mm-hmm. would feed on it. So uh, I know it's a pain, <laughs> but we still recommend growers to scout and keep track of the aphids. And right now, you, you know, you're not going to find a whole lot. You know, it's not going to be until July uh, and possibly late in July when we'll start seeing aphids there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, growers who are using aphid-resistant soybeans are probably going to see even later populations. Definitely. So, Well, anything else? It's Pretty good. Those
1: are probably the most important things right Mm -hmm. now. Just, yeah, knowing that there are aphids in the state, but there's just very low numbers. And, yeah, can you think of anything else? Um,
0: Feel free to send us questions at our email. Uh, I'm at O'Neal, O-N-E-A-L, at IASTate.edu.
1: And my email is E-W-H at IASTate.edu.